Hello, and welcome to episode nine of When Survival Looks Like Success. And welcome back from the holidays and from everybody having COVID and from everything being closed down. I feel like it's just a welcome back from a lot of things. And so I'm so happy that you're here with me. I'm really happy that a lot of you have been sharing this podcast. A lot of you have been adding my page on Instagram and TikTok, and it means the world to me. It means the world when you're doing especially a mental health podcast or an entrepreneurial podcast to have that kind of community support. So I just want to say thank you, and I hope you really like a lot of the new episodes we're going to be coming out with. We're going to be having a lot of different business owners on, a lot of different experts, and we are going to be diving deep and talking about a lot of stuff that just hasn't been said and needs to be said desperately. So it's been a hard month, but we're barreling through. So I just wanted to, I don't know, acknowledge that. Sometimes you really have to just acknowledge community support and presence more so than any other time. And and that's where I'm at. So we've been having some great guests on already and great topics we've been discussing with other small business owners. And I feel like we're really connecting to the community. It's kind of hard growing a podcast grassroots style. And I want to explain grassroots styles when it's just like an organic flow as opposed to paid advertisement. But that grassroots style is my style, so I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'd much rather have a slow burn than a giant wildfire, which leads me into our topic for today, which is all about social burnout. And social burnout is not a new concept. But it's definitely a newer term that's coming to light very, very fast because so many people are experiencing it. When I come up with these episodes and titles, I like to have a visual image come to mind. And for today's episode, I kept thinking about a book of matches. And I kept thinking that social burnout to me is like lighting a match in the rain. You get it to ignite, and then a water droplet puts it out. And so you try another and another and another until you are all out of all of your fucking matches. And for the past several months, I can definitely attest that I've been in a social burnout phase, very triggered. If you don't know what a social burnout feeling feels like, it feels like a sense of dread. Uh, It feels like you go on your, say you got into an argument with somebody on Facebook and you're waiting for the response. And you're like waiting for that other shoe to drop and you're on pins and needles and you feel this anxiety. It's a sense of dread whenever you hear a ding from somebody texting you on your phone. It may be not wanting to engage in that Zoom meeting for your work. So it presents itself in a lot of different ways. And we're in this new type of environment and society where so much social burnout isn't necessarily happening in person. It's happening online. So if you have a service-based industry that you work in, you might be getting social burnout from multiple angles. You might be actually experiencing it in person, but then also experiencing it online. And both are valid and both are contributing to this issue. 99% of the jobs I've had in my life have been with people. I'm good at sales. I can talk to anybody. I'm an excellent communicator with a wide group of friends, and I love nurturing others. That being said, I get really, really exhausted from being around people and all their energy. I get extreme social burnout. 
Like the kind where you are just so desperately wanting to go find a cabin in the woods, mute the phone, and just decompress heavily. And when it's nice out, we do. Me and my husband do. We hitch up our camper, we pop up north every six weeks, and veg out in the middle of the forest. It's vital and necessary, especially for the line of work I'm in, where I am touching people all the time. Because if you don't know, I think you do, but I own a spa. And if just being around people was the only social engagement I had, I think I could really balance that out at home. But it's not, because so much of my social burnout is also coming from social media, which is necessary for running a business and being an entrepreneur in this day and age. I mean, it's literally in the name, social media. So I'm 35, which means that social media has aged the exact same timeline as me. Chat rooms and forums evolved to LiveJournal and then to MySpace and then to Facebook and all the others that failed in between. And there was like a lot of failed social media networks. Um, I wish some of them survived, actually, now in retrospect. But now we're going to TikTok and Reels and all this video shit. And honestly, it's just way too much. It's way too much. During the shutdown, you think that people would be craving social interaction. And for a while, everyone was feeling that interconnectedness. But once divisiveness set in and the talk became hostile and political, social burnout became all too real. And even though people were not getting together, I was seeing friend after friend after friend posting about how they needed a break. We are being bombarded with social interaction, push notifications, requiring immediate responses for texts and emails. And if you work in a service industry with people on top of that, God help you. God help us all. Social burnout, it can feel really overwhelming all at once, but it can also feel like this gradual accumulative burn. But either way, when you reach that same peak, that same precipice, the thought of having to text anyone or talk to somebody on the phone, respond to an email, or do that Zoom meeting that you have to do to pay the bills is like nails on a chalkboard. It is just too much energy. It's way too much energy. I always think it's peculiar when Western medicine tries to debunk the topic of energy and energy work because guess what? We are electromagnetic beings. In fact, almost everything in our existence is quantifiably able to be measured on an electromagnetic scale. So how is it crazy to understand that our overall energy is being messed up for over-interaction in person or online? If you looked up social burnout online, you would literally see hundreds of articles about it. We are addicted to the responses. We are addicted to the feedback. We get annoyed when someone doesn't text us back. And whether you're an extrovert and going out to bars or an introvert and staying home to video game, you are still susceptible to social burnout. The problem with the burnout, though, is that unless you can actually take the time to really devote to recovering, which can sometimes take weeks or months, you're often stuck in this uncomfortable limbo where you might do a few activities to veg out, but then ultimately you're still in survival mode. So I want to get a little bit more into what the burnout feels like. We talked a tiny bit about it in the beginning, but I really want to delve into this. On Facebook the other day, I asked my audience if they too were feeling a heavy burnout. And for just a regular post with nothing else attached, no videos, no photos, 
I was shocked by the amount of feedback I received in under 24 hours because clearly I hit a nerve. I describe burnout as feeling like everything that should be a ripple hits more like a wave. Personally, when I'm socially burnt out, like I am at the moment, every activity feels like an obligation with a big ass anchor around it. I get fearful. I get panicky, anxiety ridden. I want to hide and hibernate and not come out for six weeks. And not to mention the physical symptoms of headaches, fatigue, weakness, exhaustion, heart palpitations, short-term memory issues. You know the hissing sound a light bulb makes when it burns out? I think it's like the filament or whatever. It's like that hissing sound. That's it. That's what it feels like in my body. And when I asked people online, they also resonated that exact same sentiment. Like the last tiny bit of potential energy left was just eliminated. There are so many common slogans for burnout, like burning the candle at both ends and blah, 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 because we are in fact actively burning ourselves out. We are choosing to, and we don't need to. We need to stop this shit now, honestly. But how? And where do you start? So start by being honest with yourself. How do you really feel? Like really feel today? Can you even identify those feelings on a mental and physical basis? Once you've tapped into that, now it's time for an evaluation. Where are you expending unnecessary social engagement? For me, I've got a bad mindless scrolling and like problem. And it's a bad mindless scrolling problem. It was bad before, but owning a business is like 40 times worse. I know that I waste easily 20 minutes just checking my notifications and over scrolling on a daily basis. And honestly, that's that's if I have a packed day. If it's like a day off, it's easily 60 minutes to two hours. Where are you overextending yourself online? Do you belong to too many groups? Do you engage in conversations or arguments that you really don't have the time to allot to? Because remember, you don't have to defend every argument. You can have a choice in that matter. I don't know if people are aware of that, but guess what? It's true. Are you overcommitting time to developing content for your social media pages or businesses? Where can you pull back? There's always an area, even just one, that you can be pulling back, especially on social media. And in person... If you're an overcommitter to engagements, if you're picking up extra shifts that you don't need to pick up, if you're doing family functions that maybe you don't need to attend to, you need to be assessing, really assessing and being like, okay, what do I need to do for my mental health that I still feel like I'm engaging with the world, but I'm not overextending myself to this burnout point? Because once you've developed the awareness, you can begin to make a resolution, For me, I'm starting to implement a rule to only check my social media at times where it's convenient or I'm not otherwise preoccupied. And it's hard. It's a work in progress. And it will be because the social media shit, those are some hard ass habits to break. On a physical level, I feel like a lot of people have a tendency to overcommit to their engagements, especially post-shutdown. We had that time off. We had that, I don't want to say vacation, but we had this this period of being home. And there was so much put on the back burner. 
And so now we have this tendency to overcommit to all those activities that we missed out for that time. Weddings are doubled up. Vacations are now available. And we want to cherish real moments with people. But here, too, you have to know when to say no and establish boundaries and create a social system, like a social ecosystem that really works for you. Personally, I know that I can't commit to more than two social engagements a week. I simply won't. I'll end up flaking or canceling, and that's not helping anyone. It's not helping anyone's scheduling, and I'm adding guilt on top of it for overcommitting and having to cancel. Recovering from burnout requires real rest, real isolation, and real restorative mind-body activities. This is a really good time to now book your winter getaway, plan a silent retreat, or schedule a full-blown spa day. You won't recover from burnout in a day or a weekend, but you need to take some steps towards rebalancing. It can take a very long time to get back into a better state of mind where it's not manifesting so physically, but if you don't begin to change or modify, you're not going to improve. And soon enough, the physical stuff is going to dominate you and become chronic. And in the um, like spa world, wellness world, medical world, the difference with between something being acute or temporary and chronic is typically three months. So once you've had a same symptom over three months, it's deemed chronic. And that can be a lot harder to eradicate than something that's acute. And if you think about it, three months is not a long time. So it's easy to develop that pattern. It's easy to develop that and maintain it and then be trying to be more curative where you could have been preventative. I think one of the hardest things to overcome with burnout is the guilt you feel for not wanting to engage. Because it doesn't sound pretty to say things like, no, I don't want to be with you, especially if it comes to your kids, your family, or your best friends. And obviously, you don't have to say it like that. But you do need to set up boundaries just so you're not overextended. No one wants a mean mommy for Christmas or Easter. Just saying. We don't want grumpy mommy. We want happy, refreshed mommy. You know, do you have to go to that New Year's Eve party? Do you have to go to this like giant Valentine's Day soiree? Do you have to go to like this work social networking thing? Is your cousin's baby shower really a priority? I mean, where can you draw the line? I just got back from Denver in November to go do an advanced makeup class. And it was my first time traveling entirely solo. And if you've never done it, I highly recommend it. And it's a little nerve-wracking. Don't get me wrong. You're just there alone. And yeah, you have a phone and, and all that, but you're still alone. I chose my interactions with other people, which were extremely minimal. I had a lot of time with my thoughts. I cried spontaneously all over Denver. I mean, all over Denver. People were like staring at me on the bus crying. I journaled. I had beautiful coffee and food and cocktails and took pictures of all of them. I observed people just walking around, doing their thing, on a date, working. I listened. I listened to myself. I listened to the environment. And it was only a few days, but it gave me such intense relief. Sitting with yourself despite discomfort, despite social awkwardness, And just being, just existing, that's where change comes from. And it's magical. So start today and make a plan. 
If you need help with any of that, please feel free to reach out. And I am going to be having an upcoming workshop with Life by Design that is going to be February 23rd at Valentine Distilling Company. And I'll be putting out the info soon, but it's called Boundaries Before Breakdowns. So if you are somebody that struggles with making boundaries, even with yourself, this is going to be a really vital workshop for you to attend. And remember, functioning functioning throughout burnout isn't functioning, it's surviving. And you are worth so much more than that. You deserve better. Fill your cup. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at When Survival Looks Like Success. And as always, take care, my friends.